Hello, listeners, and welcome back to an early morning edition of the Dual Screens podcast. I'm usually in bed at this time, but you know what? I get up to do this show anyway because I love you guys, and I love what this show is about, telling awesome stories with indie devs like today's guest. Uh, joining us this week is Martin with a last name with a lot of consonants in it. And Martin, can you <laughs> pronounce your last name, please? <laughs> yeah, like uh, you should. I'm sure you won't be able to follow because basically my last name is unpronounceable even in my language. So um, you could say it's Krzeszowiec. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 you can have a go at it, but don't worry if you butcher it. Nah, <laughs> I think I think I'm okay. So Martin <laughs> is with a uh, serious sim developer of Heading Out, a narrative road uh, racing game. Uh, which I saw this trailer on YouTube a few weeks ago, and I was struck by the black and white aesthetic. And then I did some more digging, and it has, like, roguelike elements to it as well. But I learned something about myself while I was watching this trailer and looking at the description for this game, is that I know nothing about cars. There's a mention of what is described as a muscle car in this game. And I sat there for a second, and I was like, what the fuck is a muscle car? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like i don't know sports i don't know cars like if there was like a crime that took place and it hinged on identifying the the getaway vehicle i would just have the color and that's it <laughs> that's it so martin can you describe for me what a muscle car is so i can learn a little bit of something today uh, it, it is sort of like a, for me really I feel I am stepping on really, you know, like thin line because in a sense it is a very American icon, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a muscle car. It is a truly something that belongs to the to the USA and from like to make it just like a basic points of what you could understand of the muscle car is basically a car with a huge engine in the front mm-hmm. that uh, is available for the middle class that you can just hop in it has a huge hemi engine with 500 horsepower that it just rips on the road burns tarmac and there is a huge following and a legend built about this um, this idea of the muscle car that you can just hop into it and escape the world just get into your huge beastly machine a mustang um, a challenger or charger and just rip the road go through the uh, through through the US and just forget all about your worries and just it's you in the car and the road so there's a huge mythos behind this idea of a muscle car also see I don't drive at all again because cars and me don't get along well but if someone had described that to me when I was a kid I think I would own a muscle car <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people do. (laughs) I do have this dream. They are dying out really quickly. And the new muscle cars don't have this, you know, this raw fury, raw power behind them, like a lot of the things. So it is it is a dying breed slowly. Right. Now I don't know cars, but I know car games. Games like you know, 
Twisted Metal, Carmageddon, Driver, you know, all, all these things. When I was watching this game, this game's trailer, I got a very specific flashback to a game that is going to date me a little bit, I feel. It was a game from the late 90s called Interstate 76. There was such a game, yes. And it had this similar, like, you're on the road, there's like vehicular combat thing going on. I'm like, this is like a, a sweet modern take on that game. Do you guys know this game? Was it part of like the influence of, of Heading Out? Well, it was part... Um... It's hard to say what were the main game influences when we are thinking about the, the game, how it will work. Um, but yet it is, uh, uh, when you think about interstate and you think about heading out, it is a com comparison that we like mm -hmm. because there are, there are some things that are in common about this feeling of being on the road and having a story behind the driver and everything. So um, true, it is a comparison that we won't say that, no, 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 this is not the game so yeah, it it is uh, it is something that we would be uh, that would make us happy if people would think about Interstate seventy six when they're thinking of heading out. So so yeah. what, what what is this game? Let's let's break it down. So we saw there's like a racing element to it. There's like narration through the radio as your right. character drives across the country. What is this game? So um, in a way, sometimes. You know, game development is often hard because you need to pitch your game in five seconds and sometimes exactly, you, have, yeah. you have ideas that are weird or how and you have to extend it and there are people a <laughs> little bit wind out and it's hard to to sum it up all in one uh, one bit of information i think i'd like to just start that um we're we are thinking about heading out as a, a racing game that sort of grew up mm. and like the way we try to think about it, at least in the early part of the development of we're you know, brainstorming about the ideas and design points and everything. We're having this, this thoughts where when you look at, for example, games like Need for Speed, the games that we grew up with as kids, that you had this rush of power, ultimate uh, fun guns on your cars, be it and Twisted Metal, GTA, you could take every corner with 120 miles per hour and it was part of the game, right? Mm -hmm. This arcadey feeling. But once, you know, like with, with age, you start to see all the, um, all the things that it lacks. It lacks depth, it lacks the story, it lacks this feeling of being actually a driver. And we thought that there is a niche there, that there is something that we could try to experiment with that is that what we believe doesn't exist yet. So a game that is sort of in the middle of the spectrum of, you could say, racing games. Like on one side, you have the truly arcadey guy, uh, games, be it Mario Kart, Need for Speed, Burnout, all those games that are mm -hmm. just pure, pure, unalterated fun. And there are the, on the whole other spectrum, there are the games that are simulating drivers. Uh, driving so f1 simulator or games that are strictly simulating the driving experience so you need to have um, you need to watch your suspension and everything and we would like to land a little bit in the middle so it will be accessible for people but it won't also be you could say infantile like a lot of mm -hmm. the games from the arcade spectrum so mm -hmm. there will be a story we won't we want to um, invoke some some emotions from the player and not only adrenaline. Right, because I feel like 
for me, I love racing games, but I don't play them as often as I like to because I'm not good at them in any way, shape, or form. I'm really bad at handling a car. There's like mm-hmm. a there's like a weird disconnect between what my hands are doing, what they should be doing. <laughs> and when I see a game like Forza, which looks beautiful, it's hard to get super excited because I feel like, well, it looks nice, but I'm not going to play this kind of game. But when I see this right. game that has the racing elements, but there's a heavy dose of story, I'm like, this sounds like the perfect game for someone like me that can't really compete or play racing games well, but there's other elements to it. This is, this is, the, this is the choice that we will also really like to give to the player. Mm-hmm. The game, uh, that's one, one thing of we are aiming for, is you will have this option of playing when it comes to the racing element playing the game at your pace and you won't be in a sense penalized if you are not good at racing if you want to drive 60 50 miles per hour the whole stage just put on on a speedometer and go with a steady pace just listen to the radio listen to the music look at the views experience the, the road that's all fine if you want to just hit full max speed and want to race through the through the tracks as fast as you want that's an option and 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 it's up to the player sort of to find his rhythm and experience the game as he likes there won't be any at least for now we don't apart from some stages where you will be subject to a police chase for example because Mm -hmm. you did some did some bad or did some good or you need to or the choices that you've made before the game end up with you um, where they catch up some some of the decisions you made where the police says this guy is an outlaw and he needs to go to the jail. So then there's a then there will be an option where you do have to have to have to escape. But if you just like to chill out and just play the game really slowly, experience the, the roots, the, the the listen to the radio, the music, it's a it's a possibility. So what is the character's primary thrust? What is putting them on this road trip? What is their main goal? Right. So the thing that um, also distinguishes it from heading out from other games is that we wanted to give some character to the player, to the to the driver um, of the car. And the way that we decided to do it, and it's a big part of the game, um, is that you create your driver. So there is, in a sense, a character creator at the beginning. But not in the sense that you think about character creation right now in the games, where you choose your beard, your mustache, your hair, your gender, and everything. We are thinking of more aligning it with the um, how do you call it? Um, your um, character in a one's mentality. Oh, like so a personality type. Per- personality. That's that's the word. So. You will have a questionnaire in sorts. Oh, um, interesting. Think, think of it as a, like a psychological Rorschach test. Right. Yeah. So where you answer questions about what are your fears, how how is your family doing, where what are your dreams, what are you, uh, what do you think you're running away from, and based on those answers, a big part of the narrative that you will hear, you that's what you will experience on the radio, on the stages, on the on the map. So the choices that you make at the beginning, this is sort of the uh, the rogue element of the game. 
where you will have this ability to replay the, the, the route, replay the game of a different character. And the auditions you'll hear on the radio will respond to the choices you've made, this, the, the personality of the driver. Wow, that is that is really neat. It's so we're doing a whole different kind of racing game and you thought we'll do a whole different character creation system as well for our racing game. Uh, how walk us through a couple of examples of personality types like how how do they differ like give us some scenarios where between some of the types. Oh. Okay, I'm back. Are you back? Yes, I'm back. I lost you for a second there. We did lose <laughs> each other for a second. I'll, yeah. I'll have to edit that. I, it's like right when you stop talking, I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go back for a second. Um, so you guys said to yourselves, we're doing a whole different kind of racing game and we'll also build a new character creation system as well while we're at it. I keep getting cut off over here. Why is the internet so shitty today? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's from my side or from, from my side. It looks pretty good, but you can never be sure. You're going to blame me. We've had some bad storms in the area lately. All right. Oh, I'll, pick, I'll, I'll ask you that question one more time. Hopefully we, we, we stay yeah. stable this time. Go for it. So you guys said to yourselves, you're doing a whole different kind of racing game. And what the hell? Let's build a whole new character creation system on top of that sort of well <laughs> it's hard to say that it's a revolution or it's a completely mm -hmm. different way to approach character creation we don't want to be you know like that you know ambitious or something mm -hmm. it is it is a uh, it is in a sense a questionnaire that you will build your character um based on answers to, to personality questions and this will feed into the narrative engine sort of. so this is how the personality that you build the, the game will respond to the questions you are you're answering. So the big part of it maybe is not the character creator, but there's a huge focus on the I could say narrative engine, on the mm. on the on the how the game responds, on the auditions that you mainly it's auditions on the in the radio, which is a big part of the game, because this is what accompanies you through the whole game. So the soundtrack will be an important part of it. We will have. We'd like to pay a big homage, and this is something that is a big inspiration from us, is the um, 80s, 90s road movies, American road movies, mm -hmm. especially Vanishing Point, yes. which, is a, which is a classic. And even though not the main character, the radio hosts in that, in that movie were this huge atmosphere building element. And this is something that we would like to replicate in our game. So walk us through a couple of these personality types. How do they differ? How do scenarios play out from one another based on your answers and your personality profile, as it were? Right. So um, almost to every question that you will answer, um, you will be able to experience uh, a narrative response from the game. So basically, if you choose, for example, from the top of my head, it's always hard to remember one some of the questions but if you choose that you are more for example uh that you have a tough you that your character had a tough childhood mm -hmm. so during the race or during your stay on the map where you have some choices to make uh, you would hear an addition coming up when one of the hosts we have two main hosts plus a bunch of additional content uh that would respond to 
to some of the to one of the to the answers that you, that you had. He would maybe elongate uh, on a particular problem that he had in his childhood, or that he read from he heard from the radio report that the driver uh, was from a beaten up family and he had some problems, and that's why he's running away. And they're looking into it, and this is something that would tie up this this idea of trying to connect the player with the driver behind the wheel. Um, from most of the most of the answers that you can make in the questionnaire, we'll have you know, two or three responses from the from the um, from the speakers. So even if you create the same character again, you will have it. They will be mixed up and they won't repeat themselves, so to say. Oh wow! Because because you could have a negative response, sort of scolding. You maybe you could say, so maybe it's a hard word, but you could have an affirmation. A positive response to the questioner choice on the on the personality quest, or uh, one of the hosts could could bash you for it. For mm -hmm. We have most as as of now, one of the hosts you could say is a stereotypical more left leaning host. So he is, as she actually she is very open minded. Pro provides a um, forward thinking audition. And then you have a more right, uh, right-leaning host that has more conservative views, and um, you could um, you could pinpoint him to some of the uh, radio hosts that are um, uh, that are doing podcasts right now on the on the air. Did you guys think about getting Alex Jones to be an actual voice? <laughs> He is a huge inspiration for some of the <laughs> some, some of the lines and some of the bits that are are there. Tomek, a writer, he 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 listened a lot to him. So wow, that's, uh, that's yeah, it, it was it was not easy for him. <laughs> when I think about, I, I can't get over that. By the way, someone like sitting in a room with Alex Jones. Feeding, <laughs> feeding insanity yeah. into their brain for like a long yeah, period and, of time. And lo looking for inspiration. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a, that's what we'll call it. Um, when I think about a game that's, you know, a, re a, a car game primarily, soundtrack is, I think, key. How do you go about picking what songs to feature, what, what, what works best with this game's narrative? Do the songs change with your personality types? How does all that factor in? So the music, uh, what we decided is that we will uh, will be made in house, so we mm -hmm. won't. Uh, so we have uh, our um, our audio sound designer that um, agreed to make an album for the game, basically mm, a full album that you will be able to to buy separately or with the game, of course. And um, the music by itself probably won't change uh, depending on your personality. It might change depending on how far you are in the race, right? Mm. So if the tension is building up, probably there will be um, you know, a change in atmosphere and you will feel that you are closing to your race. You are, you are nearing to the end. Um, but the, the music by itself is inspired by um, Americana, good old rock, a music um, that you just, those type of songs that our aim is where each of the songs that will be featured will be featured in the game will be a song that you could just hop into your car, 
turn it, turn the engine on and just go and just listen to it and to be this freeing feeling of having a, a cool road trip with a good soundtrack in the back. Nothing to distract you from, from you know, a, a perfect distraction, so to say. Right, right. Uh, walk us through what the what the sort of core gameplay loop is like in this game. How do, when you first get control of the character in the car, walk us through all the steps, like the racing elements. When do you stop? When do the, how does the story play out? How do you meet characters? How does all that unfold? Great. So um, the game begins with an opening stage um, where your character is escaping from the city. Uh, that is how it works for, for the now. Um, just to, to, to be clear, what I'm describing right now is still a very early version of the game. And everything mm -hmm. I talk about can change because it is a vertical slice or basically a very early alpha build of the game and how it all ties up to each other. So things, things will expand or could be cut. So it's all up to debate. But as of now, as of now the game opens up with a, um, with a stage where you escape the city. Um, and once you complete the stage, you enter the, uh, the world map, the US states map, where you have, where you begin your choices when it comes to where you go next. Mm -hmm. So you can choose your next route. Um, the uh, most of the interstate web is, uh, is, is represented more or less with bigger cities, with big cities as node points where you can change your direction. And choosing a destination, you will have to keep an eye out on simple resource management stuff, such as what is your fuel, fuel, uh, how tired you are behind the wheel. Um, mm. You will have to, um, what is your po police notoriety? How, uh, how badly the police actually wants to stop you and find you. And choosing those, the, the route on the map, you will have um, one thing is random events that you can experience. So basically you could have people that you meet on the road um, that can either be short story bits of something that you experience and maybe you've seen it in, a, in the trailer, a comic book fashion, mm -hmm. where you just have a short uh, story bit where you could answer yes or no to a specific question, either to help somebody with fuel or to pick up a hitchhiker. Uh, some of those will be strictly story-based. Some of them will open up small quests. So uh, you have idea that you pick up a hitchhiker and you could go to a specific point on the map and change, change your planned route a different way. Um, when it comes to the global goal for the player, you will have, there's a range of, you could say, um, hidden, uh, hidden targets for the player. He's, the player sees on the map specific points near the Canadian border, the Mexican border, through the, all the other side of the, of the coast, um, you could see points of interest, so to say. Something interesting that you don't know at the beginning, at least, why you're going there, but you can choose that this is, this is the point I'm going, going for, aiming for. And you're trying to go through the route, um, end up in the point you're going for. Along the way, you might have, you might uh, encounter roadblocks because depending on how you act on the road, the police will start actively pursuing you. Hmm. As you are going through the, through the map and basically managing your, this, this easy, um, easy, this simple resource management, at specific intervals or in specific geographic places, you will encounter 
the racing stages. So the game will shift from this map view where you have your uh, your story, your character. Uh, that's this sort of slower pace element of the of the loop, and then you are thrown into the the actual 3D stage where you have a race. Um, sometimes it will be just a slow drive through the for the nightly desert. Sometimes you might be encounter a um, a race driver that wants to challenge you for a short race, drag race on the on the uh, outback of a city, and he bets you some money. Mm. And if if you want if you win with win with the the AI driver, then you get a little bit of cash that you can pay for the next stop at the gas station. So this is how the whole system works. You go into the the overview map, you choose your route, you experience bits of the story small quests, when there's a big node, like a city, you can rest for a bit at the hotel, you can look for some, you can explore the city to try to look for a, you could say, random encounter. Um, so this is the main, the main feel of the game. What, uh, what kind of stuff are you doing that could get the authorities' attention in this game? Could you, like, let's say, rob a gas station if you're low on funds? Could you blow through a roadblock could you run someone over even <laughs> as a as of now uh you cannot run anybody over <laughs> so that that <laughs> crap it's not gta <laughs> i don't like it anymore <laughs> no no uh, no no, no. <laughs> uh, the game does track the way you behave on the road mm -hmm. so if you are speeding all, um, mm. all the way uh, as, as fast as you can uh, if you overtake in places that you cannot overtake uh, some of there will be a simple system where the cars in the in the traffic respond to what you're doing we are sort of emulating this idea this, this this dream where a lot of the cars in the traffic do have cb radio so if you do something weird or dramatic a play a uh, 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 a truck from the uh, in the front will yell at you. What the hell are you doing? This, this is illegal. I'll call the cops on you, whatever. <laughs> and after after the stage ends, this is where you will have a little bit of a summer summary of how you did, what was your time, how how did the route went, and you will have an an idea of uh, did the police sort of took notice of what you did? Mm. If you if you hit a hard, if you if you encounter if you go into a, a um, uh, an accident, for example, then your notoriety will raise up and you are on the run. If you at any point in the game, you stop, you don't move forward, you say, okay, this is not for me, the game will end. It's a game over sort of stuff. Sort mm -hmm. of, as, so it, it, there is a, a fail state where you need to move forward and move to your, your destination. Mm -hmm. When it comes to other types of so criminal behavior, let's call yes, it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you do have uh, you do have a limited amount of money that you carry with you, and uh, as you pay some of the expenses that you are having is finding places to sleep, or you have to pay for gasoline. Nearing the end of the trip, more and more often you will find yourselves in situations where um, you cannot pay. Right. Mm. So to get fuel, you will have to, well. Basically, your only option at that point is tank your car of fuel and just wing it and just go for it. Right. And and this is something that the the police will surely notice, and you will then encounter in the next stage a roadblock that you can try to omit and escape. 
how how long is a game like this? Because it sounds like there's a lot of replayability with a lot of player choice things that affect other future events in the game. How long would you say the game is start to finish? At the beginning, we we were thinking of trying to aim for a time frame of a session that you sit and the game starts with a fresh character go on the road mm-hmm. to be sort of in the range as a typical road movie. Mm-hmm. So a closed experience when you have a bun- bunch of races, some map exploration, some, some adventures along the way, and everything would wrap out in around two, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But as the development right now is, is on the way, we are, um, it's not set in stone. We are thinking of elongating it for a one, so, so to say, run to be up to four hours, but it's basically somewhere in that range that we are planning to to, to to tie the game up between two and a half, two hours to up to four hours. Yeah, it's like it's like a nice little self-contained story in a sense how if it's at that, that movie length, it's a smart idea because it's it tells a nice succinct story and it gives the player a chance to jump back in very yep. quickly to play, play it in a whole different kind of play style. Yes, that's that's what we are that's what we're thinking about, but there is a lot of pushback. Uh, publishers and players mm. do like their do like their games to be longer and more meatier and everything. Even though often they don't finish those games, but the <laughs> the game the game length must be there, you know. Yeah, but if it's a shorter game, you get a more player completion rate. True. <laughs> True. It's funny how like a lot of these lo- these like bigger budget like long ass games. When you dig into the metrics of like who actually finished the game, you get like twenty percent sometimes, maybe like the most thirty. We ex- it's like we, why we are you finishing these games? We experienced exactly that, and was um, maybe not shock, but a big revealer for us with our previous game, where um, we did have a single player campaign uh, for around I'd say nine to twelve hours of gameplay. And people were really complaining in the in the comments that the game is that it, it might be too short, or they mm. they they feel that it won't satisfy them. And in the end, when you look at the completion rate and the so basically achievement rates of how far the players got, mm-hmm. it was it was half, maybe seventy percent of the game. So wow. it is it is this feeling that huh, you are saying one thing, but you are doing a second thing. So how does that work? <laughs> Yeah, and also I feel there's there's less stress to be like a, a full blown asshole in a run. Like, let's say I want to play this game strictly as an outlaw and break all the rules and be constantly on the police's radar. I can play that route knowing that in a few hours I can do a fresh run where I'm a nice little goody two shoes, completely defining citizen, right? And it's a very small investment of time as opposed to a 60 hour game where it's like well if i'm gonna be an asshole yeah, how does, it, build, how does build that affect yeah from the beginning and everything yep uh so that's kind of nice I, I like how it's even at a four hour chunk that does sound like a nice wonder like a good solid sitting can get you through a run right you can just jump in again soon after that's really nice um i do want to uh, talk about the game's visual and um art style uh, the black and white in particular why did you guys settle on this look 
for this game? So, as always, um, you could say that there is um, there is a thing that games needs want to be in some way, want to be original and try something different. And this is some some one thing of that we would like to uh, maybe not pride ourselves, but like to look after that each uh, of our games is is tries to look for unique approaches to a specific mm -hmm. genre. So when we were when we were thinking about heading out, this um, this aesthetic of the 80s of the 90s, in some sense, really uh, struck us as a very comic book like feeling behind it. Mm -hmm. And because our art director Kate um, is is great, as you can see, she is responsible from the overall look of the game how it looks. Uh, drew some sketches and said like, what about if we go for this really weird idea that the game is black and white. Mm -hmm. And there's of course pushback um, because um, not a lot of games are black and white and it is a very uh, risky setting, so to say. Mm -hmm. So um, the, depending on the publisher and how we had a lot of questions from the publishers, does it really have to be black and white? Uh, so that is, uh, there is, uh, even though a lot of people praise the, the aesthetic and how it looks when it comes to uh, the, the, the black and whiteness, so to say, um, there is some pushback that it will be a hard sell to a lot of the player base. Um, there is, there is a point of the game, which is at this moment in development, where, sort I could say, if you, Guys, if you don't want to have a spoiler, then skip, <laughs> skip, skip, yeah. skip, skip a minute or two in the front. But <laughs> we do want, we do plan for a thing where, nearing the end of the game, um, there will be sort of a transition state in the game, mm. where you will have this because you're running away. You don't know what you're running away. There are some of the things that we would like to touch up on. Upon, as I said before, we want to think about heading out as a grown up in a sense racing game so we would like to touch a bit uh, in the game of things about feeling this idea of escapism of trying to run away from your problems of forgetting about uh, your past and not facing your past so nearing the end of the game if once you as the game will give you subtle hints you will have you will have the option which before you did not have to actually turn around and head back and straight out. And once you come to this conclusion that you could actually face your problems and turn back and go the way from once you came, then there's a idea of where the game pops to life when it comes to color. Mm. So there's a, um, this, this idea of a um, psychedelic idea of a little bit fantasy feeling about the whole right. experience where there is a huge change in tone in music and sort of like a catharsis for the driver. And we are playing, at least at, at this stage, we would really like to have this, this, this feeling, this, this ending to be maybe not really hidden, but hard to find behind the first playthrough. Yeah, see, now you're just adding a more reason to keep playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing how many people don't like a black and white aesthetic. It's it always when I see a game that looks like this, I'm immediately drawn to it because it's so different when you look right. at it. 
and we have so many games with tons of color and it sucks how people will can dismiss this just based off of that one simple um trait and that's the black and white aesthetic true true um and um there is you know I, what can I add? It, it is, we do believe that it's something so original, at least also in this space, uh, when it comes to racing games, that um, probably won't hit the mass market, but we do feel that it will draw people like, why is a racing game black and white? What, what is going on here? What is going on here? And then they will maybe catch a glimpse of a screenshot of near the ending where there's a bunch of colors pointing. Wait. Is this game black and white or is this full of color? What's going what's going on here, right? I don't know. So, right. I want to check it out. So <laughs> well, speaking of checking it out, when can we expect to play this game? Um, as of now, we are aiming for um, a late late next year release. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all up to debate and it does uh, does depend on the public on the deal that we would be able to sign up with a publisher. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, at the moment um, that we are having, um, we are working on a separate project right now for a developer, and it keeps us afloat. But to finish heading out, we would need to find a publisher deal. So we would need fi- we would need financing for the game, and we did a very big before our uh, our own announcement when it comes to the trailer and a big, um, so to say. Uh, media push out from our from our end about the game we did do a big a pitch deck expansion looking for publishers um, but we did not get the response that we wanted so mm. it, it was at the beginning at least hard to find a deal that that was satisfying for us so to say so this is more of a passion project for you guys you're, you're working on like on the side and that is going to be at one point picked up by a publisher at this moment yes uh, we are we do have some talks with publishers at the actually on friday we do have some two big two big meetings with publishers that mm-hmm. are that would be interested and there's a possibility there of of going for it so you could say that at this very moment it is a passion project mm-hmm. but we did we did spend a lot of time and love and effort into all the all the uh, things that you see at this moment. The game still needs a huge amount because as I said, it is early alpha, basically a vertical Mm. slice, vertical slice of the experience. So we would need to expand the team and we would need uh, a budget to finish up the game, uh, be it in the late uh, 2022 or possibly early 2023. See, it really makes me miss the in-person uh, conventions a lot more because I feel like we, I've heard so many stories of developers who have like a small little table at like a PAX East or a PAX like convention and then a publisher walks by and just sees the game in motion sees players interacting with it and then it's like let's have a conversation because we're, we're like what we see here right yeah it is it is something that that's slowly coming to an end we can yeah. we can see the light in the tunnel so mm-hmm. Have you thought of going the Kickstarter route, sort of like a crowdfunding option for this game? Uh, we did a little bit, um, but it's also in a in a sense we understand. We we did have experience with Kickstarter on our previous project, mm-hmm. and it was in a sense success. 
but the amount of work that you mm -hmm. need to put, put into um, put into Kickstarter sort of dawns on us of mm -hmm. how much effort and marketing that you need to right. to to put into it and it's work that we would really prefer to offload to a publisher that mm -hmm. this is marketing this is the way you want to sell the game and everything we would like to focus on the development of the product right. and if any possibility try to um try to not deal with marketing as, as such because mm -hmm. we're we're okay at it. Like the trailer, I think, <laughs> I think came out pretty good. Yeah, you guys got our, a good response our... from that too. True. I mean, it got yes. my attention. <laughs> I'm happy, happy to hear that. So, uh, but it is something that there's so much work that as the team is very small, we, we would have to choose either focus on marketing and do that almost full time or work on the game. So it would be very hard to, um, to marry those two things together. This is why I gotta win the lottery because I'm telling you now, Martin. <laughs> if I if I won the lottery, I would call you like the next day. Like, listen, <laughs> give, give me a number, and I'll send you. I'll send you. Hey, take all, take all of my money. I <laughs> <laughs> not all of it. I mean, let's have a little limits here. Let, let's get the for early investment. <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving you a blank check. <laughs> Crap, worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Let's uh, let's go into rapid fire which is one of my favorite parts of this show should i be scared a little bit, a little bit. okay it's a little bit scared no no it, it it gives me a chance and our, our listeners to learn a little bit more about you and what what do you like in a more deeper personal level this is this is your personality quiz we're gonna we're gonna determine what, what kind of driver we're gonna get at the end of this of this line of questioning how does that sound? All right. Good. <laughs> Let's go for it. All right. The first question, Martin. It's a very important question. And that is pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? No. Mm. Good answer. Good answer. If you could use a time machine only once, would you go backwards in time or forwards in time tough one mm. forwards mm. i see okay what word best describes you when you've had too much to drink cheerful oh okay i like that <laughs> i could use more of that in my life I'm more of an abrasive, loud drunk. So that's, why I, that's, why I don't, that's why I don't drink a lot. Um, would you rather have one real get out of jail free card or a key that could unlock any door, but of course it can't unlock your jail cell. So that's the distinction here. So you can commit any crime you want or open any door you want. And, and, you're, and, and you're free, or you have this magical key that opens up any door. Definitely the key. The key. Mm. Yeah. What uh? What was the first door you'd open? <laughs> now, now it's tough. <laughs> the first door I would open. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. 
Hmm. Are you well, thinking, the, uh, like, would you use it for good or evil? Okay. How about we, how about we go that way? <laughs> good, certainly for good. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What is something that you have done that should have killed you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, I actually have eaten a bunch of raw beans and that actually nearly killed me. <laughs> I've did a lot of weird thing and I've actually- Wait, wait. <laughs> I, wa I wanna get into more, but the raw beans I'm stuck on. Why were you eating a bunch of raw beans? Okay, so it wasn't a bunch. It was basically uh, seven, eight raw beans. And what I actually had no idea was that uh, beans, at least uh, some of the some of the types of beans, mm -hmm. have a specific toxin in them. Right. I believe it's called phytoglobulin or whatever. Sure. And <laughs> what happens is is you have to boil the bean. And right. once you once you boil it, the toxin disintegrates and it's safe to eat. If yes. you eat it actually raw, it also is pretty safe. The worst thing you can do is sort of soak it for a little bit mm -hmm. and not boil it fully. Mm -hmm. And then it actually gets sort of pretty dangerous, right? So there was a party with my friends and we were cooking a, a Polish dish, which involves a lot of beans. Mm -hmm. and uh, at some point I was just having drinking some beer and the beans were cooking like right next to me right and after a few minutes I looked and I, I picked one and I chewed on it and it wasn't maybe super done yet but it wasn't raw so I said oh it's, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty good it's, it's like done. it's done it's ready it's, it's it's okay yeah basically half half an hour later I was uh, it was bad <laughs> it was uh, so uh yeah i i came out without a hospital visit and a lot of water and a big good night's sleep uh, saved my life but but actually yeah it, it was it was the stupidest thing that i knew oh my god <laughs> could you imagine like just someone having to tell your family that you died because you ate a bunch of beans at a party I'm sure like Darwin's award would, Yo, would I, have a call to my family. I would be, I would be so mad if you were my guest, like <laughs> what an asshole. He ate beans and died in my house. Like, <laughs> like I, I have to deal with this shit now <laughs> and you're dead. So I can't even yell at you. Right. <laughs> um, is cereal a soup? No. Hmm. Let's see. If you had the power to shrink one thing and take it with you anywhere you went, what would that one thing be? Shrink one thing. Probably my desktop. Mm, okay. Okay. What is something that you believe without evidence? Good in people. Oh, okay. See, I want to ask that question to your Alex Jones uh, person on your team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You come across an old lady and a baby, and they're both drowning in the pool. Which one do you save? Both. 
Uh, yes, you can only have one. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for the for the kid. Uh, there's no other way. Would you rather have your skin change color based on your emotions or have tattoos appear on your body which depicted what you did the day before? Oh, I like the color idea. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd go for the color emotions. Okay. Let's see. Is it okay to sleep with socks on? No, 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 it is not. Right? It's, it's some, weird. It, it sometimes happens, but it's not right. okay. Right. That's like a really bad day and you just can't deal with anything at that yeah, point. And there's so. guilt, guilt in the morning and everything. Yeah. <laughs> guilt in the morning. <laughs> uh, what do you get the most compliments about? Hmm. I think my um, the ability to approach people, like how mm -hmm. easy it is to for me to connect mm -hmm. and talk to people. Mm -hmm. So basically, friendliness. Okay. What is your favorite smell? Smell. Mm -hmm. Beer. Ah, nice. Probably beer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Well, I always dream about flight more often than invisibility. So I would say my subconscious says flight. Mm. Where would you go first? If you could fly anywhere. Oof, some beautiful mountains probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. would, like you, really... would you set up there or would you just, uh, just pass through? I would just hover, hover around, sit on, sit on a really nice rock, and just experience the view, just for myself. Nice. Would you rather sleep in a really filthy doghouse, or let a bunch of stray dogs that were out in the rain for a couple of days sleep in your bed? Hmm. Both don't, you know, say trigger me. Mm -hmm. um, like I would have no, no reserves. I've slept in a bunch of weird places, so mm -hmm. so that's not not something I would not choose. And, mm. Okay. And, yeah. I think we just uh, gave birth to a brand new question here, Rapid Fire. What is the strangest place you've ever slept in, or weirdest place you've ever slept in? Oh man. Uh, Barring weird answers like under the table in some parties, uh, I would say uh, yeah, like I remember I did have some some weird nights uh, on the desert, which no okay, the weirdest place, okay, sorry, the weirdest place that I ever slept on, maybe it's not filthy or anything, but was near the uh, near a big firing gate to hell in Kyrgyzstan. Mm. So that was really weird and was a really weird experience. Mm. Um, really weird place. So that, that's for sure. That, that would be it. Okay. And I think uh, the last thing I want to ask you and a good place to end this podcast is um, if you were stuck on an island and you could only take one 
racing game with you, <laughs> what game would that be? Oh, heading out for sure. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's say you, you, you get your game as a default because it's your game. It, it's always going to be with you. What right. other racing game would you bring with you? Um, I would say probably, I do want to say Twisted Metal, actually. Mm. Like once, once you remembered me the, the title, yeah. God damn it, that, was, that was a lot of I, fun. I really, Twisted Metal Black is one of my favorite games of all time. I really miss that franchise. Yeah. yeah. Come, on, come on, Sony. Do something <laughs> with that shit. It's been too long. Mm. All right. Well, that about does it. And we're going to head out. I'm horrible right now. (laughs) (laughs) Martin, thank you so much for joining us this week. I learned a lot about cars, uh, which I knew nothing. So even one new fact is a lot to me. So thank you for that. Where where can our listeners find out more about you, uh, Sirius Sim and heading out? Give us all the social media PR spiel. Right. right. So the game is uh, out on uh, at least you can wishlist it at the moment on Steam. So if you just search for heading out on Steam, you will it will direct you to the, to the right page. Um, you can find us on Reddit, on Facebook when you look for Serious Sim or Heading Out. Um, and the, at this moment, Heading Out that games is the main target for the um, for the game. So all the other links and different social media where we, you guys want to follow us uh, is a good starting point. So heading out that games um, is a good place to start. All right, thank you so much. And so that is heading out. Once again, I am Andy, and this is the Dual Screens podcast. Thank you, Martin. You were a wonderful guest. Thank you so much, and, Andy. Uh, I hope you get. A, bu- a buttload of money to fund this game and get it published and all the dreams come true because I need this game as soon as possible. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. Thank listeners. you so much. And as always, please be excellent to each other.